I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And we have a big episode today, a lot to get into, but we are going to start with the usual. We're going to start with what's on your mind. So Tyler, we'll kick it off to you. What's uh, what's on your mind today? We're kicking it off me. I think we should kick it off the blue. Let's kick it off the blue. Interesting. Okay, we're just going to call an audible right in the middle of the thing. That's fine. Omaha. Omaha. Um, so the thing I've been thinking about a lot um, is that I've developed a really serious addiction to Wordle. Um, this has absolutely nothing to do with cards. I'm just putting it out there for everybody. I'm not sure if you've played yet. You might think you're too cool for it. You're not. I haven't played it. I don't even know what it is. Okay. So basically, I'm not going to get into it, but it's like a five minute like word game. Basically, it's like a nice little brain distraction to start the day, gets the day going, makes you feel good. You're competing with your friends so you can get the answer the fastest. It's a very good time um, and it makes me happy. And I just did it. So I was thinking about it. And that's that. I like it short. Short it's, it's hot. It's hot. New York Times it's just bought it. Hot. Hot. New York Times bought it real quick. It's an app. It's a standalone. It's a app. website. It's not an app. You go to wordle.com. It's it, no, it's not wordle.com. It's like some other thing. It's like power language or something. And this guy built it like in a day or something. Has nothing to do with NFTs. Couldn't have anything. It couldn't have any less to do with NFTs. I kind of feel like that's why people are liking it. I agree. That's a big part of it. And you can only play it once a day. It's interesting. I've never played it. Right. We got to get in there and compete. Um, what's on my mind is. Well, well, we have a guest and we got to bring him on because he's what's on my mind. As I sit here in my childhood bedroom, I'm currently recording in the bedroom. Jay, can you bring our friend on? Nice. KT, what up? How's it going? Another local Bengal fan, which is really why he's on the show with us today. Another local Bengal fan. I'm in my bedroom that I literally used to watch cartoons in. Jay, can you pull up the image, the greatest image that hit the internet in the past week? KD, can you just give a little bit of background behind the Kool-Aid Jammer and what, what's happening here? Yeah, so I uh, went to the store. I was tired of spending money on food all the time. So you got Kool-Aid Jammer there. And then on the right, you can't really see it, but you got a mix of Cool Ranch and Nacho Cheese Doritos. Wow. Nice. Uh, By the way, laid out on the paper towel. Yes, yeah, no course. Total, we don't total use legend anymore. move. No yeah. mess. And then you got a ham and cheese in a tortilla that I dipped in the a spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, yep. roll up. It was real good. What's I that drink? What's that hidden drink? That's a Mountain Dew? Love Mountain that. Mountain Dew. Love Is that a new can for Mountain Dew? I have no idea. I don't really drink Mountain Dew, but I decided to grab some. It was I good. That. That's epic. And this, we literally texted about this image for like five minutes this week, and it gave me a lot of nostalgia, and I knew I was recording here, so we wanted to have you on. But I didn't know until this morning, you're Cincinnati native. Yes. Give us a little thought going into the weekend. It's intimidating being in the Super Bowl, but I mean, it's the first time anyone in my generation has experienced this as a Bengals fan. So I think we're all pretty excited no matter the outcome. And no matter the outcome, we have a young team. I mean, Joe Burrow's first full season. So I think we're excited just to be there. Can I ask you a quick question? Um, you know, just friend to friend, fan to fan. Do you get offended when people like Ryan jump on the bandwagon? of your team when when the going's good no i know really? ryan is a pats fan but he lives in ohio so i that's feel not like what that's, you're supposed to that's say his, like that's his getaway or his get out of jail free card he's a local to the shop lou if he, if he had lived no in texas answer. if he had like lived in texas or like pittsburgh would be even worse and now they're a Bengals fan i'd be like yeah don't show he's up. a he's a local bandwagon guy so it's fine Yes, I mean, exactly. he has the tea, he has like a deep cut tee on right now. Did you see that sweatshirt he wore in his live last night? I, I saw it. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, you can't hate on him with that sweatshirt. Joey Watch me. I mean, that's like a Facebook group original tee. Like you're deep <laughs> in it. Like, I don't understand yeah, what's going it. on. He's KT, local enough. It while we have you here, give us your 
30 seconds on what's on your mind in all things cards in the hobby, anything you're hot to trot on, anything you might have an angle or a, a take on that we can uh, hear from you a little bit, let the audience get a different perspective for a second. I mean, obviously, I've been buying a lot of Bengals, Joe Burrow, Cracked Ice, uh, Light Blue, Prisms, that kind of stuff, uh, Mosaics. I've also been looking – I've been buying more uh, 2001 Harry Potter. And I've been looking at the uh, Monsters University Scare cards. I know I message about it in the group. Oh, I don't know. I think they're sneaky. sneaky. They only came out in, like, 2013 at Universal when they showed the movie, so they're hard to find. I've only found two listings on eBay. So I'm trying to work with one of the guys to get them, but we'll see. Monsters U was a different movie. Completely yeah. different film. Yep. Not even the same thing. No. They put a, they put a big bet behind Monsters U. There could be something yeah. there. That's where they introduced the scare cards. That movie set up Monsters, Inc. And I mean, I don't know. I think it could lead to more. That's I like the crazy. Take. Interesting. I like the take. Sweet. We appreciate it. Are you going to be at any shows this year? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to go to the national and, uh, some local shows around like Cincinnati and Columbus area. Sweet. Well, we appreciate you coming on and we'll be rocking into each other at shows. All right. All the best, brother. Be well. Thanks, Thanks, brother. See you, Kyle. Yo, I saw a commercial for, um, they're remaking Cheaper by the Dozen for Disney Plus. And I was like, damn, like they're going to start remaking Monsters Inc. Like we're getting old in a hurry. (laughs) Yeah. Like they're remaking Cheaper by the Dozen. Is that what's happening? That's crazy. Ryle, you. What's on your mind? Yeah, so a couple things on my mind. Shout out to Kyle for not, you know, throwing me under the bus there. Yeah, that was planned for sure. I have definitely, <laughs> no, I have definitely gotten some DMs in the last three weeks that says, hey, man, good luck to your Bengals. Just got to be clear that, like, while I want the Bengals <laughs> to win, if it was the Browns, I would root for the Browns as well. Definitely a Patriots fan for sure. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. If it was like the Steelers, would you be into it? No. Not one, not one bit. So it's Go just Rams. Ohio. No, I hate the Steelers. I mean, it, it's mostly Ohio, I guess is probably what you'd say. I mean, there's not many teams I would root for outside of the Patriots. Like, I like Mahomes. Except for like, two other teams. Yeah, and, they, and, and Kafka, and then the Ohio teams. Speaking of Kafka. Kafka. Speaking of Kafka, got a big job. Shout out to coordinator for the New York big Giants. Going to be in the mix. We're definitely going to get him head, more involved now. Future head Can't coach. Can't wait to hang with Mike. Kafka is future head coach. Super future head coach in the mix right now. He's awesome. got his work cut out for him in at in New York. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got one more thing. So little we talk about this a lot with like play of the week with like, hey, do you flip PC to get, you know, to, if you can make something. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite cards I picked up at the National was that Jim Brown Flawless. I got it off Mike from Sports card nonsense. It was first year flawless patch auto out of five Jim Brown game use. Yeah. And I got a DM yesterday. So I paid 2200 2400 for it. Like I'd never seen one before. It's super cool. It's one of my, it's, it's my favorite Jim Brown card. It's probably one of my top 25 cards in my collection. And I got an offer yesterday on it that is, was in trade and is three, over three X what I paid for the card. Hmm. And it's one of those situations like I enjoy collecting. So like this gym round means a lot to me, but things like that, it just, that's what's been on my mind lately is like, you know, I give people the advice like, Hey, especially if you're trying to build something like opportunities like that present itself. We had the Parsons, the Parsons one, you know, really rings the bell because obviously the year he had, but like bought the one-on-one sold it for crazy amount more. Hard to get that. It's hard to get that card back. Honestly, the Parsons, you, you, Capitalizing on Parsons brings pain to me. It wasn't me. It was a guy. It was on the show. It was play of the week. I didn't. I mean, I bought Got some it. Parsons. But you bought I picked Parsons. him for rookie. Of the, picked him for rookie of the year. But it wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't me. I was referring I to. There was one on play of the week early on in the season. So it was a plate, right? No, it was a one-on-one mosaic black prism draft picks. Mm. There was a plate too, though. I remember that tie. There, there was, was something right? with a Micah Parsons plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought some Eli Moore this weekend. Some immaculate Eli Moore eBay just cruising? I was just cruising eBay Redemptions because, like, they're kind of all ending around. Like, basically, there's, there's like, of 25s, of 49s, of 75, of 99, all ending right around, like, 100 bucks. So mm-hmm. I was just, like, scooping. I bought, like, four or five of them. I'm just circling back around because we're double dipping on what's on your mind. This dude, uh, Vlahovic, 
Vlahovic. Gives me Erling, er, early Erling Holland vibes. What's his name? Vlahovic? Yeah. V-L-A. Hovich. Dusan Vlahovic. Where'd he take it? Just went to Juve. Huh. Scored in his first game back. In his first game there. He's been tearing up Syria. Just had one of the craziest years. Oh, speaking of footy, tough week for you last week. Tough. Or not last week, the other day. It's just tough. Yeah. My club's They're a disaster. Shambles. Absolute shambles. How do you, like, bottom. are you, are you out on Ronaldo? I'm not necessarily out on Ronaldo. I'm out on anything being of fun in the interim. Like, meaning <laughs> got we've, got, we've got two years of just pain to get to well, glory. They're playing today. Are you, like, not even interested? They're playing today three. No, I'm interested, but it's like the Premier League. We're in a fight for the top four to get into European football next year. So, right. like, it's. It could yeah, be. Yeah, it's kind of tough. And Yikes. but that's the thing is where your expectations are like you're supposed to win every game, yet you're like grinding it out. Yeah, you're like it's the Yankees spot to be soccer. It's a little yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fair. Interesting. Yeah, anyway, Brian, yeah, yeah. I was going through these Super Bowl predictions because we're uh, we're what five days away, something like that. five days away. I guess so. Five days away. So I think we should want to do a little like contest, and we'll include the listeners on this, but want to do a. Prediction, right? Get a, get our three predictions on who's going to win, what the score is going to be, and then do a little prop bet contest. Uh, Ty, I'll let you maybe work with Jay mm-hmm. on the giveaway and like what that's going to be, but get some predictions from the listeners on some different prop bets going on in the Super Bowl this year. So, yeah. So just to do quick on that, how we'll sum it up. You'll go through the questions. We'll answer them here. We're going to put it out to the audience. It'll be eight with a tiebreaker. If you compete in it, if you submit, you'll get a PO app from that. And then winner, highest score, will get a a prize, likely a box of cards. More likely than not. Yeah. Okay, cool. So first and foremost, Ty, Lou, Super Bowl predictions. Who's going to win? What's the score? And who's the MVP? I got the Rams. As much as I want Joey Foots, Joey Franchise, Joey Burr. Jamar Chase is cool. Mixon's a good time. But at the end of the day, I think Stafford is done everything to get to this moment. And what I see, I feel, you know, I watch a lot of Game of Thrones right now. I feel like if I looked into the flames, I see one thing. I see like eight catches, 212 yards, and two tutties for OBJ at the Super Bowl in LA, NFL style, commercials everywhere. He's the MVP. They probably win what I'll call a 31-27 barn burner. Wrap up the best postseason of football of all time. OBJ MVP. That's what I got. Clear. All right. I'm going to go. I mean, this is like really hard because I've been so. I, this happened to me last round, too. Mm-hmm. I, I ended up <laughs> talking myself out of the Bengals in the, at the last second on Sunday. Because I'm, so, I'm convinced I'm so obsessed with them. I'm, like, blinded by how good the other teams are. I just think they're better than the Rams. They just are. Like, you think the Bengals are just better than the Rams? I think the Bengals are better than the Rams. I think it's 34 to 30 Bengals. A glorious, glorious victory for Ryan Cincinnati Bengals. Who's MVP? I think there's only one MVP if the Bengals win. No, that's not true at all. I'm going to go Joe Mixon MVP. Bro, they're not giving Joe Mixon the MVP no matter what happens. Okay, well, James see. White won the MVP once. Yeah, what are you talking about, bro? If he scored two touchdowns, he won the MVP. Ask what's his name, homie, on the Chiefs. Who is it, Darrell Williams? or? I'm with uh, you. I'm just saying it's more, like, it's more likely than you're giving it credit Joe for. Joe Burrow wins Are we the comparing ring, Darrell bro? Williams to Joe Mixon? We're talking about performance. If you look at his performance in that game, he should have won MVP. They I mean, like, to be Mahomes fair. For the narrative, and if, Joe, gotcha. and if the Bengals win... They're not going to not hand Joe Burrow the face of the NFL the MVP trophy. Well, that'd be a kind of a chalk boring pick, and people business. get mad. People get business. mad. Fair. I'm just saying. All right. Yeah, I've, I'm I'm torn on this because I think in my head I want to pick the Rams, mm. but I, it just to me it's going to come down to can the Bengals' offensive line they gave up nine or ten sacks against the Titans stop Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, and Aaron Donald? They can. That's a lot. That's a, that, like, if you can't stop, I mean, the Titans dudes are studs. Like, Simmons is a beast. Like, the Titans got some some dogs. But 
Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in football on top of Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. Like, that's a tall task. But if anybody can do it, Joe Burrow beat the Titans on the road, beat the Raiders on the road, beat the Chiefs on the road. What's one more game on the road? Like, when you're hot, you're hot. I'm picking the Bengals. So I'm going to say uh, 30 to 24, a couple field goals out of, you know, Evan McPherson, the, the upcoming GOAT. But I'm going to say MVP Joe Burrow. That's what I got. I'm hoping the Bengals get it done. Man, I want them to win so bad. It's going to be a fun game. I want it bad. Let's get into some some profits. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. So Ty, Lou, and then Jay will put these in story and we'll, uh, we'll get this... Uh, We'll get the the listeners involved. Yep. All right. First one. Length of the national anthem. Mickey Guyton is singing over or under 95 seconds. Over. You got to maximize your airtime. No, it's a dead under. Dead under. I'm going under. Has this individual done the Super Bowl before? No. Are you sure about that? They might have done a, a, a duet previously in the past, right? Maybe you weren't doing your research. Maybe I wasn't doing my research. Lou knew that pretty quickly. Uh, I'm like, no, I don't see it. Uh, do you think be maybe, careful. Do you think perhaps they did a duet recently and it was two no, minutes and I 17 seconds, maybe? A duet is a little... I'm going on All right. Coin toss. Heads or tails? Tails, tails never fail. Heads, heads for sure. Tails, for sure. Are we writing this? Someone's writing um, this down, right? Okay. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's being recorded. You'd be surprised. (laughs) Next. Color of the first liquid poured on the winning team's head coach. This is just a stupid bet. It's it's team color now. It's team color now. Blue, green, yellow, lime, clear, red, pink, or purple. Um, Everyone knows blue is the best. Gatorade. Blue is the best, but if we're going team color, I'm I'm picking the... Bengals to win, I have to go orange. Orange. Agreed. I'm in orange. Tie blue? Blue. Come on. Okay. Come on, man. Come on. A little less exotic. Which team has the most first downs? The Rams. Rams, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams, too. Bengals. Cubs can have like 18 of them or something. First team to commit a penalty? Bengals. I have a take. There's a penalty before the opening kickoff. Due to the Bengals just wild. Like a fight, maybe? <laughs> just like sideline interference. Yeah, that'd be great. Rams. Dan just doing the giddy on everyone, you know, and just turning it up. I love that. Or OBJ takes off his helmet early. Will the last play of the game be a QB kneel? No. That's a fun one. If you say yes, you're basically like rooting for a boring game. Bad so. game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Rajan, yes. I think it will be yes. First turnover of the game, interception, fumble, or turnover on downs slash there won't be any turnover. Mm. Turnover on downs. Definitely early. Everyone goes for a fourth down. Early, early. That's why I saw a prop about like, will there be a two-point conversion made? I was like, yep. And it's like plus 250 or something. First turnover is a turnover on downs. That's plus 700. Like that. That's a really good bet. Yeah, and it's an out. It's a three-yard out that the hit happens, and he's short. Yes. Interception. Okay. Interception. Who's throwing it? Stafford. Early. Who will have the most touchdowns in the game? Non-QB. Touchdown scores. What are my options? Anyone. Oh, boy. Who will have more than everyone else? Feels like a... Yeah. Is there a push option? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. First person to score a touchdown. Yeah, well, no, this is a weird way. So most first people... touchdown. I'm gonna go. First touchdown is a good one. It's Joey Mix. How do you say the tight end from Cincinnati's t- last name? The one that got hurt. CJ something something. He's playing. Uzama. Him. I would good pick. Thank I'm gonna you. go on the other side. Tyler Higby. Mm. He was hurt Tyler too. Higby. Both of them got knocked out of the ki- championship games, right? Yes. Tyler Higby ruined my fantasy season. I hate because him. of hate him. a late season blunder. No, he was just like, he was like consistently inconsistent and then I couldn't mm, figure it tough. out. Tough. Yeah, I hate that. All right. Last question. Last question. Largest lead of the game over or under 14 and a half points? Under. 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 All right. 
Jay will get those posted on uh, on IG or Twitter. So make sure you guys check that out. Get involved. Let us know. Yeah, we'll see who wins. Let's go. Hopefully, uh, hopefully week for now, we're talking about the Bengals as Super Bowl champions. Joe that Burrow, first person ever to win Heisman National Championship and Super Bowl. Year after Torres ACL. That would be nice. All right. Let's uh let's get into some Facebook questions. I know Jason said we got uh some some uh some good questions. He said first one is from Tud Creer. He says, How do you feel about the NFL product not seeing many standard releases like Prism contenders until after the season? Similar to what the NBA has had. Thoughts on its domino effect into next year. So this is something we've talked uh quite a bit about. Lou and I have definitely had similar opinions on this. We were just talking about will- this the other day. Yep. It will be very interesting to see how this plays out. Because I was thinking about this, Lou and Ty, with the Anthony Edwards um, uh, Flawless Logo Man that was just pulled. I saw Leighton Sports Cards pull that. And you know, thinking about it, you got the Zion NT doing 550. So I'm thinking, okay, that Anthony Edwards is probably a million dollar card. Had that come out at the end of his rookie season, would that card have sold for more or less than it did right now? Less. Agreed. Probably wouldn't have changed hands once or twice. Definitely. Yep. So I think there are going to be situations like that where it will definitely help a player's market, but I think there are also going to be situations where it would hurt a player's market. Yeah, I, I've gone back and forth on this. I Part of me thinks like if it comes out later, that's better for the set because people are going to be smarter about their cards. But I also think no matter what happens, it's just the moment in time of who are like the quote unquote hot guys. And yep. that just affects the chase, right? So there's always going to be guys that people are chasing after. It might be a little bit lower in general because just over time, there's a cooling down of like the temperatures on the players and everything like that. But I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Well, Lou, one of the things was kind of talking with someone else about the other day, right? So we don't have Optic, Prism, a lot of these. They're going to come out in March, April, May. I think selects May 11th. That's right before the NFL draft. Typically, if you go back in time, like 2020, Contenders draft picks with Tua, Herbert, Burrow, those guys came out before the draft. Yep. So when the draft comes, you can buy rookie cards of the of your favorite players your team drafted, right? You know, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson autos, you can get those from Panini products on draft day. Do you th- we haven't seen any release dates, but it'll do you think they're going to be 2022 products from Panini out before the NFL draft? I don't think so. There's no way. So that that has an interesting take where if that pushes college releases back, then that pushes pro releases back. When do you get the first pro release? Product? We're there. I think we're there. Yep. It's happening. If if you Prism see it with not, basketball, if yeah, if Prism's not coming out till April, like it's we're we're already there. Just get over yep. it and just change your mindset of like going into the draft and be ripping the previous year's rookies and like that's okay. It kind of just is what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, we're what four months into the nba season and the only licensed product we have out is don is uh hoops crazy hoops i don't know what to do like i don't know what the answer is really it's just gonna be the way it is for a while I, i'm sure that of course you know fanatics will want to get back to it and whoever's printing those cards at that point i want to get back to a regular schedule because being able to rip nfl draft do you think panini will fix it i think at a certain point you have to just rip the band-aid off and like don't release some stuff to just reset the schedule a little bit at a certain point. I would imagine that's what has to happen. It, like, is any, like, like, you know, we always joke about like the mid tier products and all that stuff. Is anyone going to miss if they don't put out, you know, I'm trying to think, Brian, like what's like a random NFL product that comes out every year? Like, uh, illusions. Yeah. Can we skip illusions? Can we skip, um, clearly Donner or like you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah clearly Donner says a new product being added this year like can we just skip all that and just focus on resetting the schedule a little bit because ultimately I think resetting the schedule is more important yeah I just think it's yeah I mean it's interesting from Panini's side though right if they're losing the NFL license they probably are looking to have more brands right I mean that w- that would make sense from a business perspective you couldn't really judge them for that i mean or be like upset about that from a business perspective your job is to increase bottom line more products is probably making them more money yeah they still need to be a business though they can't piss off customers at a certain level it's understandable right now to be honest like it's annoying and everything but it's understandable why it's happening like there's been supply chain issues there's been but like there's been a lot of changes and like stuff happens right so 
for now, I think it's okay and understandable, but at a certain point, they're going to have to say, all right, we're going to get back to having the, the contenders draft picks drop right before the draft, having the prism drop in November or December, you know, because that's kind of just what people like more and it is a better schedule. Yeah, agreed. All right, Jay. Uh, Darren, uh, Darren Young says, thoughts on eBay's new authentication program? So I've had very little experience with it. We've had a couple cards, I think four cards now, be shipped to eBay's you know, command center or whatever. <laughs> I think it's down in, down in Florida. Uh, I We haven't had any complaints, knock on wood, uh, from, from buyers and all of the cards we've submitted so far have been authenticated. Obviously not selling fake cards. I think the uh, interesting piece in this, and I have not looked into this enough, I don't know if either of you have, is, you know, does authenticating it remove the void for returns? Like, can someone still say, hey, you know, this card has a scratch, I'd like to return it? Um, you know, because I know that StockX does this with sneakers, right? So like if StockX gets a pair of sneakers and they authenticate it, cool. What happens if StockX drops a sneaker? Not as big of a deal. What happens if some, you know, if somebody at Panini drops my $1,000 Joe Burrow card on the floor and smokes it, just accidentally slides it in the, the thing and then sends it off to the customer and says, yeah, this is authentic. And the customer's like, hey, this is a PSA 3 corner. I'd like to return this. Where does where does the blame fall there? So I've got some questions, but those are kind of my first thoughts. I think quality, they're not doing anything, right? But it can happen. I think he's saying it can happen. Like shit can happen. As cards are changing hands. Which yeah, if your job is to sit there and authenticate it and you, abs- I mean, it slips. It's not like it's intentional. Yeah. The card slips and falls on the floor and, you know, you smoke it. Is that on me? Is that on you? Like, is, I think is that it just could like happen a- with anything, though. That could happen at PSA. But it doesn't happen if I don't have to send it to eBay first. I'm saying it could happen whenever it's in anyone else. Like, as soon as your card enters a third party's hands, like, that's the risk you're taking. Uh, agreed. I'm, that, and that's my whole point is, is this necessary for sports cards? I don't hate it. I actually like the idea of it, to be honest with you, because there's too many fakes running around on eBay. Like, it's just a fact of the matter. Like, there's just a lot of fake cards mm-hmm. running around. And that's a, I'm not saying I, that's a big complaint for people. And people are like, there's no way to know if this card's real or not. They're like, you know, there's been some differing packaging, and I'm sure they're trying to figure all that out. But like, it just feels like a, it feels like a little bit of a higher quality experience and like a real buying experience rather than like you're just buying off some random person on eBay and you have to hope that it's a real card and then they put it in a, in a penny sleeve and also put it in a top loader and also package it up safely. And like, you know what I mean? Like they're kind of taking that part out of it a little bit. I think those are, those are good points though. Thanks pal. It's almost like their version of grading. I think that there are a lot of raw cards transacted. What I'm trying to think of is like, what's the sweet spot from a cost perspective that you want to send it to be authenticated. Right. Is there, are people going to be sending 25? I don't know if there's a threshold. I think it's, I, I think eBay automatically puts it on tie for cards $750 750 or higher. Got it. So is that's auto, like if you're selling raw on seven for a card over 750, you got to go through there. You automatically. I love it. that. Me too. How about, do you have the option to use it for a fee? If, I don't think they do yet. I think it's still new. I, I'm sure they will eventually though. Got it. Is there extra fee or they're building it into like their, te- their service fee? I think the fee is you probably have to wait a little bit longer to get the cards, but that's it. They're trying to protect their platform pretty much of fake stuff being sold while also, I'm just curious if they are, I mean, if they're just building into their, what is it? 10% margin and then they get 10% on the sale, right? 2.5% or something. Yeah, for processing the fee, fee. The so if they're doing it there or are they trying to drive costs? I think, no, I don't think they're driving costs. I think they're just trying to level up the business and just like formalize it a little bit. That's what it seems like to me. All right. We got to, uh, we got to move on. Next question is from Phil Palmasano. He said, what release in the first half of the year are you guys looking forward or looking most forward to? 2021 F1 Tops Chrome. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. I want to see what happens. I'm very interested to see what happens with when there's more F1 cards in the marketplace. Ty, have anything? I think Prism Premier League. Like I just enjoy it. I mean, that's what I have probably the most fun with. I'm definitely looking forward to some of the F1, but yeah, Prism Premier League. There is a product coming out. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this. I'm not sure how much it's been talked about, uh, but it's from Upper Deck. It's Skybox Metal Universe Champions, and it's a multi-sport product. 
So some key rookies from football has Najee Harris, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson, but key players, Wayne Gretzky, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, says each box contains six Arc Weld, Intimidation Nation, and or Blast Furnace cards, three Skybox Premium cards, three base set retro 97-98 cards, at least one autographs, or at least one autograph PMG, rare insert, or low numbered parallel, and one reaching for the stars or a cut above on average. So PMGs uh, in a more modern product of guys like Jordan, LeBron, Gretzky, Tiger is certainly intriguing. The cross-sport collaboration sounds cool. It's got other guys like Ty's boy, Josh Giddy, uh, Sabrina Ionescu, Alan Iverson, Michael Jordan, Connor McDavid, Michaela Sheffrin, mm-hmm. uh, Shane Le- Wright. Does LeBron, is he in his pro uniform in that? I'm sure he's not. Panini has the NBA license. Right. So it'd be LeBron and like St. Vincent, St. Mary, I would assume. Right. So that's less cool. Interesting. Tiger Woods. Yeah. PMG. Connor McDavid, PMG. Upper Deck has hockey. He has them already. He already has those. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. When does that come out? May? April? World Cup is Mosaic. Yeah, there's there's a couple different Mosaic ones. There's some good stuff coming out this year. Yep. On top of, like, again, what we just talked about earlier, Prism, Mm -hmm. Select, things like that. All right, so Greg Kohler asks, I'm concerned about the new tax on electronic payment apps over $600 a year. I'm already way over that amount. I'm thinking a way around this would be to create a business. Doing so would allow me to write off my purchases to offset my revenue on electronic payments. Quick pause. Let's not discuss taxes as a way to get around them. Let's be understanding of the fact that there is a tax system and you have to pay taxes. There is no getting around taxes. You have to pay taxes. You can create an LLC. You can do all those things. You should talk to a CPA about that. But there is no getting around it. Just want to make that very clear for everybody. Yeah, I I think this is definitely going to change how a lot of people do business. I don't think, you know, you see the question pop up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook groups quite a bit. Like, you know, hey, you know, should I talk to my CPA about this? This is like a real serious thing. And that, you know, this is a has been you know, unregulated and kind of off the radar for a while. And it's obviously blown up in the last two years and it's going to continue to grow and get bigger. You know, creating an LLC is is not super, super complicated, but it's definitely important talking with a, a tax professional about this. I mean, if you're doing $600 plus a month in, in transactions, like this is something you should, you should be looking at regardless. I mean, I would say $5,000 a year, $10,000 a year, you should probably be l- at least looking at it. And I have a feeling there's quite a few people. Is this a new? I have seen some chatter, but I te- yeah, I don't think this is new. It's not new. There's a lot of like misinformation, like com- like being jumbled in with this. There was like a whole other thing that they were talking about doing with like the tax, with the new tax laws and all that stuff that was related to this. This is you get like a 1099 or something like that, and that doesn't, I guess, doesn't necessarily. I don't know how all this stuff it's works. It's from Venmo. But it's it's not it's not like a tax. That's one I've heard about. It's not a tax form. It's like a 1099, which isn't necessarily the same thing from my understanding. Again, I have I have a CPA for these things. They tell me what to do. That's what you should do as well. But my understanding is that it's not as crazy as everyone makes it sound sound like it is. I mean, the reality is if you're selling cards and making profits on them, like that you have a business. Right. He says, create. I'm thinking. Of, way around this would be to create a business no no no. you have a business yes yeah you, you are to choosing to formalize tax. that business then that's fine you need to Correct. pay taxes as either individual or as a business mm-hmm. what ha- what he's talking about which isn't about necessarily getting around is creating an llc so that he can off you know write off business expenses as a way to draw down on taxes which there's you know those systems and work with people but yeah uh, I don't think the three of us are like expert tax advisors, but to your point, right? If you're doing, yeah, if you're selling a thousand dollars worth of cards, might as well learn and get an LLC set up and be prepared for it. All right, uh, we got one more from Philip Bodenbach. It says, "Do you think PSA will open back up value services in the same lottery style format with limited allocations as they did with their economy service level?" Shout out to our uh, play of the week winners. Instagram group. I didn't even know this was happening. I didn't even know they were doing like a lottery like this. I had no clue. That's such a funny system. It's actually how they all do it. How everyone does it now, right? Like everyone does like an online lottery system. I would think they're going to keep it like that at least in the beginning. Yeah, thousand percent. It also adds like a little like fun level to it for them, which I'm sure they're not upset about. 
So, yeah, I have a hard time believing PSA is just going to open up by the end of the year a ten to fifteen dollar grading option where anyone and everyone can send in cards. I have a hard time believing that is is coming. They might do it. It might just be in this lottery system, which is okay. Yeah, I just don't mean like anybody and everybody. This yeah. is a lottery where you can get five cards at a time, and only so many amount of people get it each week. And it's also that thing where everyone wants it. Every- Everyone wants it always like they want to have they want to be able to submit as many cards as they want for as low money as possible. And they also want all their card values to keep going up no matter what. And for PSA to not charge them. More and money. for PSA to not and charge them back. Yes. And get theirs back very, very quickly yes. at a discounted rate. Everyone wants it every way. Um, all right. Quick rapid fire question. Super rapid fire. Zach Hicks said, would you rather fight one horse sized duck or 100 duck sized horses? It's a classic question. 100 duck sized horses for sure. That's definitely the wrong answer. One horse-sized duck. Bro, you know how big that duck is? It's a, I mean, it's like a horse size. Yeah, but like yeah. lateral movement, well, a hundred of anything. It could, once brother, they get like behind you, like you're they're this you're big. Cooked. A duck is this big, brother. You never seen Jurassic Park, bro? Like they get eaten by like you know when there's a lot of some, you got to watch your six left and right. One duck of a horse, you just hit him with a little lateral movement. Throw them off their game. Get behind I them. am fucking punting a bunch of little duck-sized horses. Get the hell out of here. Get Whoa. out of my face. Duck-sized horses are strong. Punch. Jay, put, are... This on, put this on Twitter tomorrow. Like, I, I got to know. Like, it's, for sure, I'm the, taking 100. If you're trying to take them on, one man, 100? Versus yeah, one? 100 for sure. If you never looked All at right. a duck and said, I could punt that duck, you're confused. Horses are a lot stronger. It's a du- yeah, but, but we're not with the size of a duck. A duck size. Ducks can be, can be some girth on a duck, bro. All right. So shout out to everybody who submitted questions on the Card Talk Facebook group. We're uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna get into play of the week. Jay has let us know that play week this week is also very very good. Not sure it can top last Back week's to last week. Uh, he needs to just get us into the segment every week. He's not figuring was, it out. Uh, was legendary. All right, Jay. Let's uh, let's see what uh. What we got this week? All right, so so this is from two uh two B is it Matt Herman? All right, it says uh I bought this sweet Joey B Optic Contenders Green Pulsar Rookie Auto at a twenty seven PSA ten at my LCS Burbank cards on January twelfth for sixty five hundred dollars before the first round of the playoffs. I've been super aggressive on Burrow because I think he is he is criminally undervalued compared to what Herbie's were going for, and he's just a freaking stud. Anyways, I was loading up for next season thinking they were going to for sure be the sexy pick to win it all next year before the season starts, regardless of how this year's playoff success. I threw it up on eBay right away for a stupid price of $16,500. While after his Chiefs win, someone paid the full ticket and bought it for $16,500. Made a quick 10k in three weeks. Wanted to share here in perhaps hindsight, I should have held, but got to take the W's when you can. Huge fan of the show. Made a few fun deals with shows. Or few fun deals at shows with both Ryan and Lou. Still pissed that I traded Ryan at the National and Amazing Eminence Pass Auto of Christian Pulisic for a Baker Mayfield tied XRC. Oh, let's go. Scene for that. Yikes. I still have that card too. Yeah, you had to bury him like that. Sounds like someone was a little quick on the buy it now trigger, if we're being honest, but I love it. I sold a, quite a few burrows when they beat the Chiefs as buy it now. It's like clicked, clicked, clicked. Like they, they got. A lot of people were clicking them. I'm just saying, man, one day I hope to be able to have that level of, like... Fire away ability? Yeah, just, like, the full... Like, pulling up from 40, like, just smash and bin on 16.5 is, like, a lifestyle I can't understand. That's a lot of money, man. It's a great... I mean, hey, respect on the play. Great card. Great play. Yeah. That's why you make those prices what you do, because you never know. Yeah. Hell of a play. 10K is not a a bad day. I'm sad I haven't met Matt, but he's met y'all. Yeah. It's usually the other way around. Uh, Matt, one day. All right, Jay, next one. All right, this is from High Five Comics and Cards. It says, play of the week submission. I've always preferred buying bulk or buying collections in the wild over single cards on eBay. And here is why. I followed up on a Facebook ad on my way to work one morning for four monster boxes, no information. Seller said she had them out at her garage sale all weekend and no one even looked at them. Flipped through quick and saw some Manning rookies, paid the full asking price of $80. I took them home and noticed one box labeled 2000s football. Found a full 2000 Bowman set. 
submitted the Brady and it got a nine, messaged the original seller and told her I needed to stop by and drop off some more money. I gave her an extra 500 bucks. She was floored and had no idea the cards would be worth that much. Ended up accepting an offer for 3450 for the Brady and gave the extra bulk to some kids at a church who were getting into cards. After fees, cleared about 2250 I mean, this might be your feel-good feel good story of the week. Yeah. It's not only play of the week. This is like humanitarian of the week. Just good guy award. Yeah. Look at Hobby life. Face. You love to see it? It makes me happy. I love shit like that, man. Yep. I'll I'll never forget right when I first opened, someone had brought in something like this and had like a Longenberger basket full of like cards like this. And she brought this whole thing in and flipping through it. And these cases were like dirty and stuff. And she uh she's like, Yeah, you know, found these in our garage. Like I, I'm not expecting much for them. I think she was expecting like seventy five or eighty dollars. And it had like Brady Bowman Chromes, Jordan nineties inserts. And this was right when I first opened two years ago. And I mean, it was well above a thousand dollars. And she was like, wow, this is like, mm-hmm. it happens, man. But this Crazy. is, uh, it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, to, to find a Brady Bowman rookie in the wild that was chilling in a garage at a garage sale, nobody picked through, give her the money back. Like cards is, I love it. cards is one of the few things that exists like that, where you could just have it sitting in your house for decades and you pull it out and it's thousands of dollars. There's not a lot of things like that. Yeah, yeah, wrong. Crazy. Yeah, like you find like an old book or something, you know? Good one, high five. Yeah, that's that's a heck of a play. All right, next one is from uh, Luke Cards. It says, hey guys, big fan of the pod. Figured I'd submit my play, which I think is pretty damn good. I bought the Salon Tops Now 11 CSG 9.5 with excellent subgrades for 3,800. Cracked it, sent it to PSA since the subgrades were so strong and it came back at 10. Overall, I was into the card for 4500 After grading and such, sold it for twelve five on eBay today. Pretty proud of this one. So this is, I actually saw this on Twitter. I like Luke. We've uh, we've done some deals before. He's a, an awesome guy. And I saw he cracked this and I saw he put this up there. I do want to give Luke a little bit of shit. I, I don't know this well enough. I got I to gotta ask Luke about this. I think he got an offer for like 12.5 originally. And I thought he countered him for like 13.5. And I think the guy walked away. And then I think he came back and offered 12.5. So I'm going to check with, I want to see if I can find this because I don't want to smoke Luke if I'm completely wrong on this, but I thought that I could have sworn that's what I saw when I was looking at this because I saw this happen on there. Let me see if I can find it on Twitter. You get an offer. You got to, we talk about this all the time. You got to send the counter back. It never hurts. They walk away, they come on back, you know? When you get a, you gotta... But they don't always come on back. But this time they, they came on it. back. You gotta take a shot. Nothing wrong with taking a shot. Uh, I mean, I love it. I mean, uh, unless he straight up was like, I'm not selling Deal got done. Deal got done. Walking away, after got a, done. walking away after one counter offer is like kind of a crazy move, to be honest. Yeah, no, no kidding. For sure. He came back. I love... I know Brian's looking this up. I'll make a quick point. There's nothing more fun to me in cards than cracking and resubbing. It's the number one most fun thing. Ryan likes I'm, value boxes. I love finding a card with good subgrades that can crack. It's the crack best. Crack and slap? The best. I have three right here I'm ready to do. I'm so excited. Yeah, so it, it, he doesn't specifically say it, so shout out to Luke, but he shows an offer of 12.5, and then there's a tweet later. This is what I implied. It says, he came back. And I decided to secure the bag and he sold it for 12.5, which is what the guy offered originally. So I'm not sure if that's what happened. But uh, again, Luke's also into uh, F1, has some really cool F1 stuff too. So a shout out to uh, to Luke for the crack and uh, what, 10, you know, $8,000 profit. Not a bad move. Yeah, it's a good play. I will say, did I saw something on, I think it was on Facebook about a guy that cracked two SGC 9.5s. And sent them into PSA and or uh, two PSA tens and sent them into CSG and got like I wish I could find the picture eight five and and eight like PSA ten like they were cheap they were cheap like Pokemon cards cracked them they were PSA tens cracked them sent them to CSG and didn't do as well on them I've heard again I've never graded a card personally with CSG but I've heard some people say that uh, CSG is pretty uh pretty tough on grading I've heard that as well I just wish they would change their their slap like the the displays yeah jay said he sent in 50 cards himself and got zero tens that's interesting 
All right, shout out to Luke. Love the play. All right, uh, in daily 44. So Nick says, January 5th, I picked up this Mosaic Joe Burrow auto for about $500 in trade. Right after the AFC Championship game, I listed it on various Facebook groups I'm in and on eBay. I ended up taking an offer for 1040 net on Facebook and the Shohei Otani Refractor, just over two times my money. Usually I have more cards than cash flow, but this, but from this podcast, I have learned a lot. One of those things is that you don't want to be card rich and cash poor. Cash is king. Keep up the good work. Huge fan. I love it. I've never disagreed with a trade before I've seen on this show. I don't think I'm making this trade. I don't think he made a trade. He cash and the cash and the Otani was. Uh, I'm saying, I'm sorry. I'm saying I wouldn't. I don't think I'm. He making traded it. it out for the cash and the Otani. I understand. I'm saying I don't. Think I know. I do that. Uh, Rise saying there's. No- yeah, this was January 5th, brother. I don't. They hadn't even beaten the Titans on January 5th. Joe Burrow's market wasn't a fifth of what it is now. Right after the AFC Championship game, I listed it. And he sold picked it. up the what Joey on Jam Fifth. Oh, uh, yeah, right. I like, see it. Now, I, now I see that's on me. Who's dialed in? It is on you. It's an interest. I don't think I make Listen, that. Trade. You're notorious. But Lou, I think <laughs> the bottom statement is important, though, right? Like you bought it for five hundred bucks, you make five hundred dollars, and you get another card to play with, and you just. You know, totally. Five hundred bucks is a lot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? There's another. There's other burrows you can get into. Like, this, yeah. If you believe in burrow, go buy a burrow. Like, you know, mosaic ten yeah. and or a yeah. You know, whatever rookie you want for 150 200 bucks, stash that. You know, keep your profit. I don't know. Just keep it moving. Yeah, I don't hate that. You're right. I take it back. All right. Now, uh, I think there's one more. All right. So this is from. Oh, this this will be good. Uh, Neo cards and comics says play of the week. With the Marvel PMG craze, I spent some time researching other numbered cards that hadn't caught on yet. I stumbled across these gold webs at a 49 from 2017 Fleer Ultra Spider-Man, and they were signed by the artist. I stagged a Spider-Man black suit on January 24th for 58 and sold it on February 6th for 650 About 500-ish profit in just about two weeks. The 650 was a straight up buy it now as I had slightly undercut another listing at 700. I also used the 1% promoted listings, a very underused tool when a certain item gets hot. 58 to 650 in two weeks in 2022. People think that stuff isn't happening anymore. That's wild, man. I love the like, hey, I see this getting hot. So I'm looking into it and I'm finding something else and I'm making plays that like, I love it. You give up the 1% to get up to the top of the yep. results. You undercut the prices to make sure you get it sold. Yep. Like, I mean, cost him $6 to sell it. $6. Yeah. So you paid 60, $64 yep. or whatever. Yes. I mean, 65 on 10% fees plus the extra six bucks for the promoted listing, 71 off that. So you're talking, what, 580 So minus shipping and stuff, you're making $500 on one card mm-hmm. in, in two weeks. Two weeks. Love it. It's pretty good. Neo makes a lot of plays, though. I've seen Neo out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He lives up in Cleveland. Another one of your guys. This is like... Uh, this is like... Uh... Knows what he's doing, man. Yeah, that's a strong play. There's some... This is a. This is really good, man. I really like Luke's play of the cracking the CSG thing, because I've seen that a lot lately. I like the... Bra- I mean, the Brady story is like a feel-good story of the week. I mean, that's that's... I really want to take the Brady, but I don't think I am. I like that. I like the Joe Burrow, man. Like you said, don't want to be card rich, cash poor, flipping 500 to 1,000. You do that a couple times. That, that That's real results. I'm going to go with the ho- the Holland. Man, this is tough. I like the Marvel play, though, too. That's hard to beat. Ty? I think I like the... Uh, I'm going with the Tom Brady. I'm going with the Yom um, coming back around to drop all 500 more bucks. And I'm still cashing out. And that card looks clean. And my man was doing the old Facebook ad on the way to work, grinding it out. Um, I just got a high five comics and cards. Probably got a little comics action. Like, I just, I think this is a glorious thing. And he dropped it, the other, the rest of the bulk off at the church to the kids. Like, can't leave this segment without letting my man know I'm trying to be more like him. So I like both. I like, I like all of these, but I'm going to leave this in the in the hands of the audience. So I'm going to go with the Joe Burrow mosaic. I, I, I can't stress this enough. I like the flip, repeat, flip, repeat. I just, this is real, right? For somebody that could be really trying to make it in cards and make this a full-time thing. Like this is something I, I would, you know, preach a lot. Like, Hey, 
you buy a good deal, you flip it, you move on and you reinvest it and you go to the next one, right? Like there's a lot of cards I wish I wouldn't have sold, but uh, all of those things you sell get you one step closer to the goal. So um, one thing I really like about this too, Rye, is like pretty much you flipped out of a in the moment white hot item for like an off cycle, you know, kind of start like Otani, it's low, right? Meaning the hype on him is low comparatively. You know, it's probably the lowest over the last eight months, off season versus hot in season. There's also some value in there, and you got to have some good spa to make that move. It's hard to move out of a burrow, you know, in Super Bowl week and into an Otani when there's not much going on, but it's actually the right. Play. Yeah, I agree. So uh, yeah. I would go with these are all great. This is, you know, Jay was definitely right. This is, uh, there were some good ones this week. So shout out to Jay on that. But I would go with, uh, with N Daily 44 on this, and I'd go with the burrow. So Jay, maybe put something up on, uh, on IG or Twitter after this and let the, uh, let the listeners listen and, or, uh, give their, give their feedback and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll name a winner and what time announce the next week. Yep. Looking forward to that. Cool. I'm good with that. All right. So last but not least, uh, you got this week's, uh, latest launch rookies and stars football is really the, the main thing here. You've got pro set metal baseball and then some Yu-Gi-Oh, but that's, that's about it. So NBA trade deadline. Big trade is that one down. Mm-hmm. CJ on the move. CJ on the move. CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum got traded? Yep, to the Pelicans. Wow. Mm-hmm. Also, Batman. I just wanna I just wanna say Batman because the movie's coming out. And it may not be a card release, but it's a release that matters for cards. Ty, do you think Fortnite's gonna make skins into NFTs? Well movie. A movie? Yeah. Do you think the skins will be tradable? Not anytime soon. I don't. I sometimes wonder how they're going to integrate the game. Because that game is ripe for like play to earn. Mm-hmm. And all that. So I just wonder if they're ever going to do something like that. I don't know. I don't necessarily see it. Like To me, I, the, one of the things that is on my mind is like the gold and how that transfers game by game. Like I could see you being able to sell gold. Real quick. I don't know if you guys have seen the price of ETH, but... I wore it, right? Dipped a little bit. You took the shirt off and it went back yeah, up. I might have to rock it next week. Get it. Have you worn the shirt? Get it since? to the moon. Oh, I've definitely worn it since. No, don't wear it. No, God. Yeah, I don't, need I don't it. want to the moon. Like, I'm going to rock it. It feels like next episode's prime for like a ETH shirt. If the Bengals win the Super Bowl, it won't be an ETH shirt. I'll be rocking. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so, all right. See you guys next week. Peace. 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 That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.